Hello, Diana here with your weekly spell casting for July 18th through July 24th, which will give you optimal time to do specific spells and activities. Uh, the moon is void, of course, Monday, July 18th, 2.43 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time through 7.17 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And Wednesday, July 20th, 10.19 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time through 2.23 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And Friday, July 22nd, 7.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time through Saturday, July 23rd, 1.11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Monday, July 18th is Nelson Mandela International Day. Monday, July 18th, there is sufficient energy available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for household harmony and patience. And the spell work is best done after 7.17 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Tuesday, July 19th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for personal power. And on Wednesday, July 20th, there is sufficient energy available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for mental clarity. If spell work is best done after 2.23 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Thursday, July 21st, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for dealing with legal matters. And Friday, July 22nd, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for amicable divorce or parting and your spell work is best done after 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time but before 7.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, Saturday, July 23rd, strong energy is available for protection and sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for removing blocks and obstacles. And Sunday, July 24th, sufficient energy is available to work with potions, rituals, and spells for stress relief. This week's correspondence will deal with the ash tree. Uh, other names are red ash. The number of species are about 70, although some have been lost due to the emerald ash borer. Um, the gen genus and species is Fraxinus pennsylvaniaca. The leaf is a compound opposite, deciduous, five to nine leaflets. They are either fine-toothed or toothless. The bark is gray or brown with deep furs, often appearing diamond-shaped. The fruit of the tree is green samara that turns brown when it's mature. The magical properties and lore of the ash is that ash is part of the druidic fairy triad consisting of oak ash and throne, thorn and is sacred to the druids. Ash wood makes a great wand and can absorb sickness, used for healing, love and protection. The ash represents the world tree or the tree of life. 
Leaves placed under a pillar are said to bring prophetic dreams and snakes fear the ash tree. You can burn ash to attract prosperity or carry the leaves to attract love. Rub a needle over a wart three times and then stick the needle into an ash tree to heal the wart. The blue and white ash trees share the same magical properties as the green ash. Practical uses for the ash is Ash wood was used by the Celts to make mighty spears and maypoles were often made of ash. Baseball bats are commonly made from ash wood and the medicinal properties, the bark of ash can be used to make an infusion for a mild laxative. The leaves and bark may also be used to reduce fever and treat kidney and urinary infections. And we will be right back after this message from our sponsors to look at our oracle card. This week's oracle is from the Druid Animal Oracle once again with Philip and Stephanie Cargom. And we are looking at the swan, Ela. The swan, um, keywords are soul, love, and beauty. The swan brings us the qualities of soul, of love and depth, grace and beauty. Being associated with the Druid uh, festival time of Samhain, the swan is also a bird of the threshold and represents that part of us which can travel into the other world. Drawing this card may indicate that you will receive inspiration from the other world or that love is entering into your life. It is auspicious to draw this card if you're preparing to write a song or a poem. For the swan's skin and feathers were used to make the bard's uh, ceremonial cloak, the Tugan. Drawn reverse, this card may mean that you need to come to terms with the separation. The old tales of the swan show that in reality there is no separation from the ones we love, only transformation from one form to another. But to continue our journey in this world, we need to be able to say goodbye to those we are separated from, even though we know that ultimately we may be together again. The separation we are faced with, however, may be internal rather than external, and the swan may be calling us to connect more deeply with our own soul. The Tradition of the Swan uh, white swans of the wilderness, ye have flown over many lands. Tell me, have you seen all of Tirnaog, where no one loses youth, or Tirnemo, where all that is beautiful lives forever, a momel that is so honey-sweet with blossoms? And this comes from the children of Lear, retold by Ella Young. Tirnaog was the name of the land of eternal youth in the other world. The white swans of the wilderness were four children of the Twatha de Dana, one of the earliest races to inhabit Ireland, having originally come from the northern Greek Isles. They became the fairy folk, the she, who lived underground in the hollow hills when they were driven there by the invasion of the Millicents. Although the Danans were a mythological race, history and myth have become entwined and there are indeed traces of trade and travel between the lands of ancient Greece and the British Isles. This may explain the use of 
Pythagorean's mathematics in the construction of the old stone circles and the many similarities in Greek and Celtic mythology and philosophy. In Greek mythology, the swan was Apollo's bird and was often pictured singing to the lyre. Its association with grace, beauty, and the feminine has been so strong that it has also been associated with song and Celtic tradition. We talk still of a swan song, um, which would be considered the last performance, work of art, or gesture made shortly before a person dies. Such an act is possibly called a swan song because the swan represents the human soul in the other world. The swan is one of the foremost frequent mentioned birds in the old tales along with the raven, crane, and eagle. Whereas the crane is often pictured carrying the soul to the other world, the swan depicts the soul itself. For this reason, the swan is often associated with the time of Samhain, the gateway between the realm of the living and that of the dead, the inner and outer worlds, the old and new years. To a lesser extent, the gateway of Midsummer Eve, during which time it is easier to contact the fairy realm, is also associated with the swan through the European tales of maidens who turn into swans at this time. And I thank you for listening, and I will see you next week.